This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at St. Luke's Hospital, UniPoint Health. Uh, this week, we'll give an update on the status of COVID in the community, some new information on vaccines, and we'll finish up the podcast with a answer, uh, a question and an answer, uh, hopefully a satisfactory answer to a mailbag question regarding COVID-19. The uh, poet T.S. Eliot said, April is the cruelest month, uh, breeding lilacs out of uh, dead land and mis- mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rains. And that is the truth. We've just had crummy, rainy weather, always overcast. And so we're hoping for some spring weather to start coming, uh, as that may help, uh, again, drive the COVID numbers in the community down even further. Um, The COVID census in the hospital, both hospitals, uh, I talked to my colleague, Dr. Meyer, he has one uh, that's awaiting uh, a discharge, and we have three and no patients in the intensive care unit. Uh, our positivity rate for testing is uh, 3.6%. Now that is six positive tests out of 165 that were uh, completed. This this will have an impact on masking uh, if, as the community level, which is low in Link County, uh, that uh, I think non-healthcare facilities will not uh, be required to wear a mask, but in healthcare we're not exempt. And there's some confusion, particularly in our UniPoint Health ambulatory clinics, uh, where uh, patients believe they don't need to wear a mask per CDC guidelines, but in the fine print, if you will, of that uh, CDC guidance is the uh, caveat that healthcare facilities, hospitals, clinics, nursing homes are not exempt and masking is still required. The rate of transmission is 0.6, so it's under one, so that's good. That means so for every uh, person that gets COVID, 0.6 persons get it. So that's a transmission rate that's very low. Uh, We've been up to over three, which that's so for every one person that gets it, three people get it. So that's very happy with the less than one. The wastewater report, final uh, one came out today. That's three weeks post uh, spring break. And I do not think we'll see a bump. I get asked that question quite a bit. One thing that we are low on is uh, monoclonal antibodies. And that's because uh, of recent, the um, CDC has noted that the sensitivity or the effectiveness versus the Omicron variant uh, is not as efficacious as it should be. They've revoked the EUA on sotrivimab, and so now we only have one monoclonal antibody that's in quite a short supply. But other other supplies in pharmacy, we're doing fine uh, when it comes to uh, COVID-19. Natural immunity is gaining some steam uh, and uh, being looked at. Uh, and I think more will come because now that we've been in the pandemic a couple of years, we have years worth of data to look at and make determinations. So uh, from that standpoint, I, I'm uh, very excited uh, with with that because I, I would like to know whether or not it has the same natural immunity as SARS-1, which is up to 17 years in cases that they followed. Uh, hospitalizations are down dramatically, uh, but the number of patients hospitalized that were vaccinated is right 50-50, so it's almost the same as unvaccinated. That's a change from the beginning of the pandemic or of recent uh, towards the end of last year. So that indicates, and studies are showing this, that the vaccines prevent death and severe illness, but not necessarily hospitalization. Now, I have not participated in the new program. There's the test and treat program, 
where you can get tested and it appears from reading the CDC website that you can go on there and request a, a medication. Uh, the uh, Paxlovid, which is the antivirals, it's taken for five days duration, started within five days of, five days duration, started within oh, X number of days of symptoms uh, or positive test, is available at three pharmacies, uh, Hy-Vee uh, Drugstore, or as locals refer to it, Drug Town on Blairs Ferry, uh, Clark's Pharmacy down on 42nd, I believe, and then Mercy's uh, Medical Center's Outpatient Pharmacy. Those are the only three locations that you can get that. Uh, I do not know what the cost is. I have not talked to the clinician that has uh, prescribed that medication, uh, but more to come on that. In regards to the uh, BA.2 subvariant of Omicron, uh, it is 55% uh, of the cases in the United States and rising rather quickly, and I think we'll get up to that 100% quite soon. Uh, news this week, or end of last week, boosters recommended for uh, uh, which would be equivalent of a fourth dose with the messenger RNA uh, are recommended for individuals with high risk, uh, and that would be patients that have had perhaps a serious infection of COVID previously, uh, have had... Um, active treatment for a cancer, uh, organ transplant, and some sort of immunocompromised condition that uh, pre prevents them from fighting off infection, like they receive medications for rheumatoid arthritis or inflammatory bowel disease. Those individuals should receive the fourth dose. I've had questions, you know, Dr. Arnold, should I get a fourth dose? And I kind of talk through them, the risk and the benefits. Uh, definitely the, the, the benefit is very high for those patients I mentioned that are immunocompromised or have a poor immune system. And the benefits less with the patients that have healthy immune systems so that therein lies the decision the patient has to make. I found of interest, but it doesn't really surprise me, J&J &J and a messenger RNA vaccine, if given together, have more effectiveness. Uh, and they believe, I believe that as from uh, just working on different parts of the virus, just similar to natural immunity, there's a great degree of uh, effectiveness. Well, to finish up the podcast today, let's go to uh, our, our mailbag question. And this is from Jake. Uh, and he asks the VARES, uh, what is VARES? And what is the validity of the information in that? VARES is Vaccine Adverse Effect Reporting System, which I candidly admitted that I didn't even know existed prior to the pandemic. Uh, and I'm, I would bet money that other physicians uh, probably don't as well. But it, it's a voluntary system that anyone can report into. Patients, drug companies, fit, physicians, pharmacists, uh, patient advocates uh, to report vaccine adverse effects. And so it is designed to perhaps uh, as a screening tool to pick up on something that needs to be further investigated uh, I think some things are coming out of that that are further investigated and are proven not to be uh, associated with the vaccine, and then other things are. And, and so it, when people say, well, there's been so many adverse effects reported, I think that's the uh, visibility of the program that wasn't present prior to the pandemic, uh, that just there's more data points to, to review. Uh, but it's, it's a good system from a standpoint. It's a screening tool, so you want to pick up false positives. Uh, and then work through that to see if it's a true, true relationship with the vaccine. Great question. Uh, that's it for the COVID-19 update. Uh, we're back in the, we're, as you can see, we're back in the studio. Glad to be back in the studio. Need to come up with a name for the studio, like Studio 54 or something like that. 
Thank you for listening to the COVID-19 update. For the latest on COVID-19 vaccine information and more, visit unitypoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.